it is time for a nostalgic blast of fear from the past. Gather around, everyone. It's time for a scaredy chat. That kind of rhymes. Welcome to Scaredy Chat. My name is Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Suryagi. And we're here to talk about the scary things that we saw as kids and how they stay with us and affect us well into adulthood. Like, the whole point of this is that the things that scare you when you're a kid are not leaving your brain. And we're here to talk all about it and work through some stuff with our friends. Definitely cheaper than therapy. I feel like so much of what we've all dealt with collectively as children is all of this pop culture stuff that we weren't really supposed to be watching, right? So when we when we were kids, I don't know about you, but I watched a lot of Goosebumps. I watched a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I felt like that was kind of horror, you know, related. It was a, you know, horror for children, stuff that they made so that it would be palatable to kids. But the things that really stick with me aren't so much like mm, the dummy from Goosebumps, which, while absolutely terrifying, was nowhere near as scary as the things that I accidentally watched on TV when I was way too young. Like Mars Attacks. I mean, I was not supposed to be in that theater. My dad, he didn't drag me there. I saw it on TV and I was like, Dad, we're going to see that. And he was like, okay thinking I, at the tender age of five, could handle it. (laughs) And also, like, I used to read scary stories to tell in the dark, and yes, I was absolutely afraid of that. But there's also a lot of content that floats around that looks like it's for kids, and it's not. Every week on this podcast, we are taking a trip down memory lane. We are looking at the nostalgic things from our past that absolutely terrified us. And we're doing it with the help of hilarious guests, all of whom have some story very similar to ours to share about the things that really just stuck in their brain forever that made them, at the time, scaredy cats. Monica, what are some of the things that terrified you in childhood? Oh my God, what didn't scare me? I was a scaredy cat. I was afraid of everything. I was the kid in the sleepover that was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to do it. So I've come a long way, but I was forced to watch The Ring at a sleepover, my own sleepover. I don't want to watch it. They made me. And I'm still, I was afraid of that movie for a really long time, but now I love it. So that's an example of like that used to scare me. Now I'll watch it all the time. But Mars Attacks, that movie can burn in hell. I'm never watching the movie again. It's so funny because Mars Attacks also really messed me up as a kid. And I I feel like Monica and I had kind of opposite experiences. You were running away from horror and I was sort of inching up to it and then running right back. Like, I loved Goosebumps. Like, I loved it so much. I was always a kid. I had to go to my friend's house who had like the cable channel where Goosebumps was because I could watch it. I read all the books when I was, like, of that age, even though they were all, like, very ridiculous and, like, nothing bad ever happened. They were still, like, very scary. I remember there was this one episode of Goosebumps where the aliens end up, like, eating people on Halloween. And that's, like, still very dark, honestly. So I love that show. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark? Scary stories to tell in the dark. Honestly, those illustrations can burn in hell, but, like, that was... (laughs) That was the series for me. I would eat that shit up. I just thought that was like the spookiest thing ever. But I was still like really afraid of a lot of stuff, even as somebody who was like, yes, please like give me more of this content. Like I would 
try to go to these haunted houses with like my grandparents. My grandpa would take me every week to this haunted house at um, like Halloween time. And I would make him pay for a ticket and we would go up to the door and I would be staring at like the guy in the vampire costume and I would always turn back. And then one day I didn't. And I guess that's kind of what this podcast is almost about. What is the thing that terrified you in childhood? And how did you come to terms with it? Or maybe you didn't. Maybe like you're still just as afraid of Harold the Scarecrow from scary stories to tell in the dark as you were back then. And honestly, like, I don't blame you. That's a pretty messed up story. We're not going to hold anybody's fears against them here, especially because we're going to be talking to a lot of friends, some of which, you know, listeners may recognize. And we're going to be talking to a lot of people from the horror community. And it's I'm really excited to see what these people were afraid of when they were kids and see if it's similar to us. And also to find out if it still scares them now and what scares them now. Because I love talking about what scares people. Because it makes me feel less like a chicken if we're all afraid of stuff. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Magical Overthinkers podcast, a show for thought spiralers, exploring the subjects we can't stop overthinking about, from celebrity worship to social media comparison. I'm your host, Amanda Montel. I am a textbook overthinker. I'm also an author and the host of the podcast, Sounds Like a Cult. Every other Wednesday on the Magical Overthinkers podcast, I'll interview a charismatic expert guest about some confounding subject from the zeitgeist. Think narcissism, imposter syndrome, syndrome, girl math. If you're like me and feel like the volume in your brain is just way too high sometimes, my hope is for this show to make some sense of the senseless. Listen to Magical Overthinkers now, wherever you get your podcasts. So this week on Scaredy Chat, we have Benjamin Norris. He is an actor on the show Never Have I Ever, where he plays Trent. And you may recognize him from NBC's Superstore, where he plays Tony. And Benjamin Norris has a very twisted fear that some of you may identify with, especially if you've seen a certain 90s action film. So get ready, because we are talking to Ben all about his fears. Ben, welcome to Scaredy Chat. Ben, can you talk to us about the thing that you are or were or maybe still are, I don't know, afraid of as a child? Sure. Um it, it was storms, specifically tornadoes. Uh, although I grew up in New York where there are very little to no tornadoes, but 
when you're seven years old, you're like, no, 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 that shit could happen anywhere. Oh yeah. So, like <laughs> I live in an eight story. I like, I live in an eight story walk up that doesn't matter. A tornado is going to get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw the movie Twister at way too early of an age and it really messed me up. Yeah. Did you see, yeah. did you see the movie in theaters? Did you see it on TV? No. So, um, so what happened was uh, my sister was having a sleepover with her friend. And so her friend came over and I want, I always wanted to be with my sister and her friends because she was two years older than me. And her friend brought over a, a, a very fresh new VHS of Twister. And uh, I didn't care what the movie was about. I just wanted to hang out with Nicole and her friend. Um, That's and, lovely. Uh, and, and you know what? At that age... I, I do think that was the, she must've been around 10 at that point. So that was definitely the age where she started being like, no, but for whatever reason that night I was allowed to like stay and watch a movie with her. And I should have known that the night was going to go sour because her friend brought over microwavable popcorn and my family still didn't have a microwave. And that should have been like an omen oh, no. for like, like, no, get out, get out. Like it's already off to a rocky start. Um, <laughs> And uh, the first scene in that movie, which I relived earlier today to prepare for this. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I so was just bad. like, I just have to make sure it was as terrifying as I remember it. And you know what? It It is very terrifying. <laughs> so, you know, the movie opens up with a young, you know, a, a, a little girl in her family's farmhouse and a twister's on its way. And the family gathers together and goes down into their storm cellar and uh, uh, it doesn't end well. And um, that freaked me out. Like, can we talk about it, can we talk about exactly what happens? Because I know that you have this memory. I also have a, a story about this specific scene. So let's just describe <laughs> that scene because it is honestly the most fucked up shit ever. It's really fucked up. So And it didn't need to happen. It really no, didn't need to happen. It did not need to happen because, you know, I guess the rest of the movie, Helen Hunt's character is, of course, there's an obsession with storms because this happened to her family. But like, it's pretty gratuitous, you know, like, yeah, like the, totally the family, is. like the family, like they're like panicking, which they should have been. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like they didn't oversell it, but they're like panicking. And first off, the dog, like they forget the dog. They and forget it's just like, their dog. Guys, never. You, I would never forget my dog. It's a small so dog. Like, they they forget the, the dog. dog. They're running to the storm cellar. The dog like finally makes it. And then, you know, they're down there. They're huddled together. And the doors, like the hinges are kind of like a little sketchy. And the wind's picking up. And so the father goes to just like make sure that the door is shut. And just like in an instant, <laughs> the father just gets... The door gets ripped off and the father goes with them. And like the girl is watching this happen. You know what it's I mean? Absolutely. Like, no, it's absolutely horrible. And somebody, I forgot where I heard this or was watching this. We're like laughing, but like, you know, that family was literally <laughs> torn apart. Um, my family was literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, like, did they ever find the? I'm sorry, this is so dark. But like, did they? I'm sure they find little pieces of him all over. Oh, yeah. I don't know what. That's the sequel that will be made soon. It's going to be like a prequel. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> but like the thing that that is so it's not funny, I guess. But the thing that is, uh, you know, 
disturbing about the whole thing is that apparently, you know, people were pointing out that like there's no reason for him to secure the door. That he like did they, not need to do that. Like why he do it? No, they like, could have just huddled in the corner exactly. of the storm cellar, and the door right. would have ripped open, and they would have been fine. Right? They wouldn't have all gone like vac. It's not like space. It's not like right. Like this might be. I think this is the second most debated door in movie cinema. Oh my god, that's so true. The first being Titanic. Titanic door. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's a good everyone's point. like, he did not have to hold onto that door. Why is he I holding know. the door? <laughs> and then in Titanic, it's like. He should. Why are you holding the door? Why aren't you on the door? Exactly. Because he was a gentleman. That's why. It's true. Chivalry is dead, literally. (laughs) Yeah. No. Chivalry died with Jack. That's what happened. Atlantic. Yeah. I also just never. I never really understood the thing about Twister, where like Helen Hunt's character becomes obsessed with Twisters. Wouldn't you be like, "Fuck! I never want to see another goddamn Twister my yeah, entire life." It's not like her dad was murdered, and he she's gonna spend <laughs> right. the rest of her right. life trying to. Yeah, she's her. not like trying to like avenge her. Yeah, exactly, avenge her it's father. The weather, it's weather. Like you can't do it. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do once you catch the Twister? Because there, she's literally like a storm chaser. Yes, yeah, like that's chasing, her job. Yeah. But like, what are you like? Are you, you can't really? That's the thing. It's like I'm sure that this movie was successful, but like, you can't actually like cha- you chase it to like take pictures of it, but you can't actually catch it. And if you did catch it, what was going to happen? Like what? Yeah, nothing. Right. So that's very true. Yeah, like it's, I kind of I, I do kind of <laughs> I do kind of wish the movie went in the direction of like when Hull and Helen Hunt finally like got up close to a twister, she should be like, "Hey, <laughs> I listen." You're tearing families apart. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> like it's it should have just ended with her monologuing at the twister. That's how it should have ended. I'm not afraid of you anymore. But instead, it ends in this like serendipitous, beautiful. She's even at such a young age. The whole ending where she's looking. I'm like, I'm like seven years old, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. No, I think it's just I like don't being more careful. Like a, cow, a cow flew in the air and like Helen Hunt could hang on to a Yeah, hole. it's Helen Hunt. Come on. Dude, but also, so like, we're just saying now that like storms don't have feelings. You can't right. get vengeance on them. Right. But at, the same, but at the same time, I feel like the storm in the climax was like coming for them. Right, like yeah, it's like, purposeful. They cannot get away from it. Their only, their only feelings are are pure hatred of cows and also Helen Hunt's dad. Yeah. So <laughs> did you guys ever go to Florida's uh, Universal Studios in like the 90s, early 2000s? There was a couple of rides at that theme park that were like borderline traumatic. Um, like they also had The Mummy, which I love that movie. I don't know if you guys have, you know, of course, Brandon Fraser, Rachel Vay. I can't remember it. I feel like Monica, I saw it. Monica, but I can't remember it. You I just remember Brandon Fraser. He's not dead. No, he's not dead, but he's not as busy, <laughs> I guess, as he was. But he's less he, busy. He's so charming. Like Ian and I, Ian is my fiance, which both of you know, but um, no one else knows if they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> unless it is Ian. So Ian and I rewatched like the franchise kind of recently, and he's super charming. But like the mummy also had this thing that I was afraid of, and I really thought that it would be a real fear, where it had um these scarab beetles. Like they're like these little like 
black beetle things. And in the mummy, they like get under your skin. And then you have just like beetles like crawling over your skin. And they have a ride also that is like themed like that. And the bugs are a huge part of it. So I really thought twisters and those bugs were going to be like a huge problem for me in life. And it turns out I've never encountered either of them. Right. These movies really make you think like, I'm going to have to deal with tornadoes and bugs and sharks and dinosaurs. And they're just going to all be there. And I'm going to have to maneuver around all this shit to become an adult. And that's just not true. Like quicksand, like that's like the the running thing, right? Like I thought that would be a huge issue. I've never experienced quicksand. And I feel like if I did experience quicksand, it would be a very different kind of situation from from what I think it would be. Like with, with I, I think it's just going to be like I step in it and I slowly sink to my death. But I don't if you think move, that's you how it works. Worse. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I'd be fucked. So I think quicksand was like the boogeyman for a while. I think like back, I'm pretty sure like in the seventies it had like, it was really hot for a while, you know, like quicksand was hot, you know, like (laughs) you want a scary movie, like throw some quicksand in there and like kill one of the bad guys in it. Yeah. Kill one of the bad guys, make them squirm. So, you know, quicksand like tornadoes have a personality and it's just mean. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know why. They're, they're here for one reason and one reason only. That's to destroy. That's all they're here for. They need therapy. They need to know, you know, hurt, hurt natural disasters, hurt people. So, well, you know, my my parents tried to tell me that, like, I don't really have to be afraid of tornadoes. And then actually, not long after I saw Twister, um, there was like a tornado warning in New York. And I, it, I was even more afraid because I was leaving my friend's house that day. I distinctly remember this and I'm walking to my parents' car and my friend's dad loves anything scary. He's a major horror guy. So even storms, he just, he loved, he used to love to scare us any chance he got. I'm walking to my dad's car. I, I remember this. I'm like seven years old. And he goes, and watch out. There's a tornado warning tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And my dad's like, don't, don't worry about it. And that night, my parents woke us up and they were like, we got to go down to the basement because like it sounds scary out there. This is obviously my mom's decision because she is very afraid of storms as well. There was not a tornado oh my that God, came wait. across my neighborhood. Were they? Well, were you out? worried that your dad was about to get ripped out of your basement? Because <laughs> I would have Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. This is your worst fear. Okay, so I actually, I specifically remember just that my fear was that like we didn't have a storm cellar we had a basement but in my head it's just like the only way to survive a tornado is a storm cellar yeah so i was like we have a basement not a storm cellar like if it comes through like it's game over for all of us for the whole <laughs> norris family like it's game over and, did you have a dog at the time was your dog with you no we had a cat but was our, cat cat's okay? name, our cat's name was jenny jenny was not a fan of humans. So I doubt, <laughs> I doubt Jenny followed us into the basement. Honestly, oh I'm sure, no. I'm sure Jenny was sitting upstairs. Cause like cats like have like, they know things. Oh, yeah. I'm sure cat Jenny was probably like these idiots think yeah, there's a tornado they, coming. They think that if the tornado <laughs> came. Yeah. Like Jenny knew, Jenny knew. <laughs> she That's was kind fun. of amazing. So your mom kind of indulged that. this fear a little bit. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my father always like, so, you know, just to say now I've come around, I, oh okay, <laughs> especially living in LA, like, especially living in LA, like 
you know, I, I miss storms. I miss weather. Um, and so anytime it rains here, I love it. I love seeing the storm clouds roll in, but, but, you know, when I was younger, my sister and my dad, they were totally fine with storms. They welcomed them. My mom, my mom always did a really good job of trying to hide her fear because she didn't want us to get residual fear. Um, but, um, I do think that there were times where, uh, she could have hit it a little better. You know? Maybe just when she woke you up and took you to the basement in the middle of the yeah, night. <laughs> I mean, we actually recently spoke about it and I was like, mom and dad, was that necessary? I just want to know, like, was it necessary? <laughs> I'll tell you the exact moment that I told myself, you have to stop being afraid of storms. It was a very, very, very embarrassing moment. Um, I was a soccer player growing up. My, at one point, my father was my coach. And so we were having soccer practice. We were there with a, a bunch of teammates and it was the beginning of practice. And these really scary storm clouds started rolling in and like the rain didn't come yet, but like you could tell it was about to be bad. And all the kids, I mean, we, I must've been like 12 or whatever. And all the kids are like, Oh, look at the storm clouds. Oh, it's about the rain. Like, and I, but I'm not laughing. Like I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh God. I feel and, so bad for and so, your younger and, self. And, and like no one's parents there except for my dad. Cause he's the coach. So he's like, all right guys, let's, let's, uh, let's all like, I don't even know if my dad had a cell phone at that point. Maybe he was like, let's all go into my car and we'll figure it out from there. My dad had a little Toyota Corolla. So we, we go to the car. There's like nine of us trying to pile in. There's nine of us trying to pile in. My dad gave me the keys earlier when we got out and my dad's like, where's the key? And I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And, and everyone's (laughs) laughing. And I just yell out, guys, if we die, it's my fault. And everyone, <laughs> all the teammates just start laughing at me. And I remember thinking, like, you got to curb this, dude. Like, you got, you, like, you got, you're not dying. Like, you're not, you know. And that was, that was really the moment where I was like, you have to, like, you have to figure this out. You, you got to figure this out. So that it started was, to like, affect your life. It started to affect your daily life. It did. It did. That was the moment where I was like, we're turning it around. We're going to turn this around. I love that. That's like such a beautiful full circle story. Um, Ben, I think we have some other things that we want to ask you about. Are you open to that? Very open to it. This is very therapeutic. Okay, good. Amazing. Let it all out. I'm letting it all out today. So we have a game. Um, It's just a very simple game, but, you know, take these as open-ended questions. Don't, you know, feel free to say, you know, expand upon your answers. We're calling this chill or chilling. Um, and basically we're going to ask you if you're chill with this or if this is chilling as in to the core. Yeah. To the core, like a storm, if you will. Okay. Monica, you want to go first? We'll take turns. Yeah. Okay. So Ben chill or chilling Halloween horror nights pre COVID. Uh, chill. Chill. So you go. Love, love uh, haunted house. Gr- gr- growing up, I would go to these kind of kind of things. Wait, is that oh, you what you were asking about? Halloween, yeah, Halloween, Halloween her nights. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like grow- growing up, we used to go. Uh, so, like I said, I'm from New York, and there was this uh, <clears throat> Rockland County. That's not where I'm from, but it's near me. It's a very heavily wooded area, and they had this really cool. Um, kind of like Halloween festival every year called uh, Forest of Fear. 
and you would go and it was the kind of place just like that. It was the kind of place there was multiple uh, haunted houses, like scary guys walking around with like chainsaws. And like, I mean, back then, like they were literally carrying around like like guns and stuff. And it was like, oh my God. definitely. De- I'm sure they've like, cha- I'm sure they've changed that since then. <laughs> But um, yeah, they probably don't I, carry around guns now. <laughs> I, I don't believe <laughs> like they, they do. I mean, I, they would. I'm like 11 years old. They're like chasing me with with uh, with chainsaws. But um, but uh, I, you know, I do get kind of an, an adrenaline rust from from the whole Halloween thing and haunted houses. I do enjoy it. So I had been to this haunted house for like three years in a row, and every year I had begged my friends to come with me, and every year everyone said no. But Basically, it's this haunted house in the OC where you have to sign this like huge waiver. Maybe you've heard of this or been to I've it heard before. Of it. Yep. It's multiple pages long. Yeah. It's, it's more than one page. <laughs> and basically, are they, they allowed can... to like touch you? Oh, not only yeah, they touch they can you, electrocute you. They electrocute you. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's called the and 17th they put floor. bugs all over your body. So. So, yeah, so we went and Monica and I, even though I think I'm so cool, we got these necklaces that like you can wear them and that says like they can still touch you, but they won't electrocute you. Um, But Eric did not do that. And so he they also wouldn't put they wouldn't put bugs on you. So so Eric, who is brave, has this necklace on or doesn't have the necklace on. And so he's allowed. No, he had he had one. Oh, but he touched it. into his hoodie right so he was like i i can take it out if i can't handle it oh, but i want to see what'll man. happen but my so favorite everyone <laughs> everyone else in our group has the necklace so they can't do anything to any of us except him so they're focusing all the energy on him and he's getting he got tased like many times yeah like more than he would have if all of us could have gotten tased so like there was the, one room, the room there was one room yeah, go ahead. With so the, there, with the there's laser. this room where you, we all, this is a fucked up haunted house. It's fun, like recommend it when it's not COVID time because I think they did open last year and I don't think I would have gone, but. Um, Sounds like Orange County. Yeah, right. it does. It does. <laughs> That's the scariest part, honestly, of it. But so there is a room where you're sitting in like a circle, like in these chairs, like basically electric chairs. And it has like what like metal or something like your hands are strapped down and it has metal and then you get and like there's a, a band around your head too yeah, it's super fun so you get like a keypad and everybody so they keep telling us like press like a certain button they were like press the button and i was like what <laughs> button i don't know what's going on what do you mean so we press, press the button up. and it all shocks eric and it's so sad <laughs> Oh, so you Basically, you all shocked yes. him like Milgram experiment yeah. style, but real. That's, that's fucked up. Because yeah. we we could have chose if we all were really playing, we could have chosen each other. But <laughs> since only he was playing, we all had to choose him. <laughs> that is taking one for the team. But he didn't know. Like he did he he didn't know. He didn't know. None of us understood. No, no, yeah, until like looking back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of place where like some groups go in as friends and leave as enemies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This could yeah. ruin relationships. Could, yeah. But honestly, Eric's like so champ. It was kind of like so, except for the not murdering anyone part. But yeah, it's uh, no one died. Yeah. But Ben, if it's open this year, I will definitely text you because I'm still going. So I'm, I'm, uh, be fun. <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued. 
Okay, so this is a just a very simple one. Um, we can you can pick the movie, but watching a horror movie by yourself at night, chill or chilling? Chilling. Chilling. So bad. So no. Yeah. You don't what, do that. Well. Well. Okay. So I think I'm confused by the whole like it is chilling, but I would still do it. But okay. but I would have if I would do it, I have to say chill. I guess so. Yeah, I think that if it's if you're chill with it or if it's too chill, like, you know, I'm gonna switch. To, I'm gonna switch to chill, though. I, okay. A few years ago, I had kind of a horror movie renaissance where I kind of like took back my I was like, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy them. And, and now I do. Now I do. Is there a movie that you won't watch? That's not Twister, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, For the the movie that really messed me up f- when it comes to horror movies, like the Sixth Sense ruined horror movies for me. I, I, I watched love that way the too Sense. young. But but if and I and even when I started watching horror movies, I wouldn't watch it because of how badly it scarred me as a kid. And then I was actually just telling my girlfriend earlier that like two two years ago maybe I was I sat down and I was like I'm gonna watch this alone, and I feel like I I took it back and uh, and it that movie is like incredible. Like that's an incredible. Then it's not just like sc- it's it's not just scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not just scary. It's 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 really it's like really an amazing movie. It's cerebral and it's just like yeah, the acting it's is sad and it's sad and it's yeah. Um, Tony Collette is like I love her. Top horror queen of horror. She's among my top the best. actors. Little Miss Sunshine's my favorite movie. So United like, States of Tara. She's amazing. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. So so. Six Sense, I finally like took it back and and uh yeah. Have you ever thought about like, okay, what if I just did like a horror movie? Like what your role would be? Like let's talk like classic slasher, I guess. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, classic slasher slasher, which archetype are you? So funny you should say that. I the first feature film that I did was a horror movie. It's I think I w- knew this. It's called yeah, WTF. WTF. Yes, you're okay. And I, <gasps> I knew that. And I played and I played the exact archetype that you think I would play I played the stoner I played Jacob the stoner <laughs> and uh I had the most fun uh shooting that movie it was very very small like little indie b slasher movie and it was so much fun and I think I really think that was the kind of time that I was like I want to revisit horror movies now that I've done one and been behind the scenes in one I, I uh I have a new newfound appreciation for them I so can where, totally where see that. Character, <laughs> where does your character land in the death? You know, what order? Sequence. How far did you make it? I mean, yeah. I, I made it. I'm I, I'm the last uh, I'm the last one. You're the final is, girl. Final boy. I, so we have a final boy in our midst. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, That's yeah. horror royalty. And it's a great it's a great death. It's a fantastic. I mean, oh, so you did I, die. So you well. Spoilers, oh, but you do die, that, I guess. Is that okay to spoil? Can I? I mean, that's Probably. up to you. If the movie's yeah. out, yeah, up to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would love to tell the quick story of yes, shooting please. my death scene. I would love that. Uh, so, since it was a very small budget, um, and uh, the way spoiler alert, the way I die is I get my intestines ripped out. Oh yes, and a um, good way to go. And because it was such a cheap movie, we only had one prosthetic. So we had one, <laughs> we had one shot at this and, uh, they put the, they put the, um, the blood capsule in my mouth mm. and you have to bite it at the certain time at this, you know, at the point and, uh, 
And so I'm on my back and the killer is on top of me ripping my intestines out. And, uh, and it was time for me to bite the capsule. I bit it, but it slid to the back of my throat. So I immediately started gagging and, and I started gagging and I I really thought that I was going to throw up on my co-star. And and so I'm, so I'm (laughs) gagging, but I also understand that this is it. Like we only have this opportunity. And so I just kind of actually stopped breathing. So I would like, you know, and then I died and I, I did, I did the death and then the director yelled cut. Everyone starts clapping and they were like, that's awesome. And I spit it out. And I was like, I was legit choking. I was, you almost actually died. I like almost, and it was, and honestly, like, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like, what a great, like, what a great moment for me to be like, wow, this is, this is indie movie making right here. It's finest. Yes. We just wanted to, you know, we want to wrap every episode up by talking about what is scaring you right now. Like something you're afraid of today or something scary you saw in the news or in the world. What's scaring you right now, Ben? Okay. So, um, I got I got kind of two answers for this. Uh, there's one thing that I'm always afraid of, and that's the big one, the big earthquake hitting L.A. So oh, I'll God. I'll think about that multiple times a week. Um, and uh, actually, every time I leave L.A., either to go home to New York or to visit someone, I secretly hope that the big one hits when I leave. LA. You mean where <laughs> all of us are still living? Yeah, yes. it, as long as you're gone, it's yeah. not personal. It's Thank not. <laughs> I know personal. personal so. Okay, <laughs> there's so many people still here that I love, but if I had to choose, be there or don't be there, I would choose don't be there. <laughs> So. Have you, isn't there a movie earthquake or something also? Maybe there's not. Maybe that's not a real there's thing. San Andreas, which is weirdly also a video game. There is a movie. There, there is, is San a ride. San Andreas. There is a ride at Universal that's also earthquake. Or it was. I don't think it exists anymore. I don't know if it, I don't know if it, is that in Florida or here? It was in Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I would think about. Wow. Universal you really Studios. know you're on top of the, you're on top of the Florida she Universal rides. rides. I she do. knows her rides. I'm Although really she says she doesn't design rides, but <laughs> I know your tricks. Yeah. My secret, my secret <laughs> life as a prolific ride designer. As an engineer, a roller coaster engineer. I'm an Imagineer, yeah. you guys. This has been so wonderful. I, I, I think this podcast is such a great idea and, um, there's just endless, there's endless, uh, endless material for this. So I think you guys are going to have so much fun doing this. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Appreciate thank you it very much. I think people are going to love listening to this. I, I genuinely think so. So where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ben A. Norris. Uh, and then, um, yeah, uh, my uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, the second season will be coming out eventually. We don't have an actual timeline yet. I'm so I um, love that show. I did not say that, but I just want to point out that I that is a very beautiful and hilarious show. And I think everyone should watch it. We know you loved this episode and you love that feeling of being scared. So make sure you share this podcast with at least one other person that you want to be scared with. And make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and rate and review and share it. So everybody you were scared with as a kid can be scared with you now. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And hey, if you have a scary story that you want the world to hear, 
email it to us. Send it to us at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Thank <laughs> you.